to the Leadership and Success Podcast with your host, Coach BZ. If you need to develop into a better leader, this podcast is for you. If you want to achieve a greater level of success, this podcast is for you. His mentor, Dr. John C. Maxwell, said it best, everything rises and falls on leadership. We hope to inspire you today and provide you with an insight that has the potential to positively impact the trajectory of your life. Welcome to the Leadership and Success Podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for being here with me on uh, today's uh, Monday, January the 7th, 2022. And uh, today we uh, celebrate the life and the work of uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., uh, a man who definitely had an impact, uh, not just in America, but really around uh, the world, uh, supporting uh, civil rights and also the uh, voting right. Most basic right in any democracy for a very significant uh, segment of the U.S. Uh, population. So uh, welcome to the uh, podcast uh, today. And we're going to get started with uh, one of the best speeches of all time, right? Uh, I have a dream. I think uh, everybody, if they uh, relate to Dr. King in any way, uh, they know, definitely know about that one uh, speech. And personally, I believe dreams are extremely important. And uh, anything that is worth uh, having, achieving, really uh, starts with a dream. And uh, then you kind of have to figure out how to... Uh, realize your dream, how to bring it into uh, reality. And it's definitely something, you know, if it's worth doing, it's not something that uh, you can do all by yourself. I think it's going to take a uh, team of people, right? So uh, let's start uh, with the I Have the Dream speech, really the, the speech that changed everything during uh, the uh, civil rights uh, movement. I have the pleasure to present to you Dr. Martin Luther King, J.R. history as the greatest demonstration for freedom in the history of our nation. Five score years ago, a great American in whose symbolic shadow we stand today signed the Emancipation Proclamation. This momentous decree came as a great beacon light of hope to millions of Negro slaves who had been seared in the flames of withering injustice. It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. But 100 years later, the Negro still is not free. 100 years later, the life of the Negro is still sadly crippled by the manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination. 
100 years later. The Negro lives on a lonely island of poverty in the midst of a vast ocean of material prosperity. This nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. a dream that one day down in Alabama with its vicious racists, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification, one day right there in Alabama little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted and every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain and the crooked places will be made straight and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope. This is a faith that I go back to the South with. With this faith. We will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day, this will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning, my country tears of thee. Sweet land of liberty of thee I sing, land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring, and if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. And so let freedom ring from the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire. Let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. 
Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. Not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring, and when this happens, when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. I want to ask you a question, and that is... Well, uh, that is uh, quite a, a speech. And uh, by the way, if you are watching me uh, live on LinkedIn now, if you have any questions, please uh, type it in the uh, uh, comment. But yeah, I have a dream is definitely an uh, iconic uh, uh, speech. Um, personally, you know, as everybody knows, I am an immigrant to the United States. I happen to be uh, black. And uh, I believe that today America is the greatest country that's ever been. There are more opportunities in this land than anywhere else, right? Uh, part of the uh, reason why after 9-11 uh, I joined the uh, U.S. Navy, and uh, I am really uh, willing to give uh, my life in its defense and defending the great constitution we have, right? We are a constitutional republic here in the United States of America. And um, I believe uh, that America, when it was created, really had great ideals for mankind. But unfortunately, uh, when it uh, started in the 1700s, 1776 to be exact, uh, really the only privilege and rights really belonged to white male. Uh, even white women were not included. Blacks definitely were not included. Uh, and uh, American uh, uh, Indians were not uh, uh, included, or Native uh, American. And uh, Hispanic Americans were not included at all. So uh, it's been... Uh, a very, very uh, long uh, fight, a long struggle, but uh, eventually I think we, we are coming to live out uh, uh, the creed of our nation, right? In the Declaration of Independence when it says that uh, we hold this truth to be self-evident that all men are created equal, and that includes everyone. And uh, one of the things that I would like uh, to make sure, you know, looking at my uh, two beautiful daughters, who are going to be the future of uh, America is uh, to make sure that America become more inclusive, right? Diversity, equity, uh, and inclusion extremely important and a sense of belonging too for everybody, not just white people, not just white male, but for women, for men, for blacks, for brown, for everybody, right? No discrimination whatsoever. Everybody needs to be able to have a seat at the table and uh, uh, decide and be able be afforded the opportunity to uh, contribute to this great uh, nation. So I do believe America is a great uh, nation, the greatest nation that's ever been. And I think uh, we can uh, make our nation an even more prosperous, more equitable nation for all. Um, another thing uh, Dr. King said uh, in his um, uh, speech, you know, talking about Georgia, Mississippi, and Alabama. When I first came to the US, I lived in Alabama for almost 15 years. right? That's a pretty uh, uh, long time. And uh, 
Uh, I think there is a new South, right? It's not as racist as it used uh, to be back in the 60s, where, again, a large uh, portion of the population were denied their fundamental constitutionally uh, protected right to vote. That's, that's just not, uh, not uh, right. And uh, uh, we definitely need to uh, make America more inclusive uh, going uh, forward. But uh, I have seen it, uh, and most of you guys know I am a Christian, so a disciple of Christ following uh, the teaching of Jesus. And it was just shocking to me when I came in 1996, right? Uh, Sunday morning was like uh, one of the most uh, uh, really uh, segregationist hour of uh, the, the week, right? Because uh, you would have uh, white churches and black churches and and uh, people uh, just didn't uh, come together. It was extremely rare to see a church where black and whites came and worship the same God uh, uh, together, uh, which is actually very, very, very sad uh, because even today in 2022, there are still many churches that are mostly black or mostly white or mostly Hispanic or, or whatever, where people really separate them, themselves uh, based on the color of their skin and they saying that they worship God, a God supposedly of love so i don't really see that there are a few uh churches uh, where you can really see uh the realization of uh, dr martin luther king's dream when he says i have a dream that one day on the red hills of georgia the sons of former slaves and the son of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood i think it's, it's really beautiful to see you don't see that very very often but when you do uh it uh, really is uh, something but um uh, Anyway, we are celebrating uh, the life and the work of Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, the fight is not over yet. No, we've had a um, black president, uh, Barack Obama, but uh, we still have a lot of work to do uh, in this country, defending the Constitution and ensuring that America is a fair country for uh, everybody again, regardless of your race, uh, your background, your ethnic origin, or your gender. It doesn't matter. Uh, everybody should have the same equal rights uh, under uh, the law. And uh, America is definitely uh, the best country in the world where that does uh, happen. So this is a uh, wonderful uh, uh, speech, uh, probably one of the very best, best, best one, and it's always going to be uh, remembered. But uh, yes, uh, from every mountainside, let freedom ring. Free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. So uh, very, very uh, glad to be a U.S. citizen. Uh, very glad America is my country and uh, very glad for whatever I might be able to do to help America uh, be a um, better, fairer, uh, more equitable country for all. Now, in addition to I have uh, the dream speech, there is another speech that um, Martin Luther King made. Actually, that's probably the, the, the first speech I heard of him before. I heard uh, about uh, I have a dream. I think I was maybe nine or ten years old. This uh, speech literally changed my life. I think it kind of put me on a path for personal development. Uh, it was, uh, I believe, uh, the title of the speech uh, was about uh, uh, what is in the life blueprint. And right here, I believe it was in Philadelphia. Martin Luther King was uh, talking to a bunch of kids in high school. But just uh, uh, listen to the speech. It's it's it's, it's very short. But it's just about being excellent and finding a way to be the very, very best at whatever it is that you do in life. Here we go. 
I want to ask you a question, and that is, what is in your life's blueprint? This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go. And whenever a building is constructed, you usually have an architect who draws a blueprint. And that blueprint serves as the pattern, as the guide, as the model for those who are to build the building. And a building is not well erected without a good, sound, and solid blueprint. Now, each of you is in the process of building the structure of your lives. And the question is whether you have a proper, a solid, and a sound blueprint. And I want to suggest some of the things that should be in your life's blueprint. Number one in your life's blueprint should be a deep belief in your own dignity, your own worth, and your own somebodiness. Don't allow anybody to make you feel that you are nobody. Always feel that you count. Always feel that you have worth. And always feel that your life has ultimate significance. Now that means that you should not be ashamed of your color. You know, it's very unfortunate that in so many instances, our society has placed a stigma on the Negro's color. And you know, there are some Negroes who are ashamed of themselves. But don't be ashamed of your color. Don't be ashamed of your biological features. Somehow you must be able to say in your own lives and really believe it, I am black but beautiful. And believe it in your own. And therefore you need not be lured into purchasing cosmetics advertised to make you lighter. Neither do you need to process your hair to make it appear straight. I have good hair, and it's as good as anybody else's hair in the world, and we've got to believe that.
life's blueprint, be sure that you have that a principle of somebodyness. Secondly, in your life's blueprint, you must have as a basic principle the determination to achieve excellence in your various fields of endeavor. You're going to be deciding as the days and the years unfold what you will do in life, what your life's work will be. And once you discover what it will be, set out to do it and to do it well. And I say to you, my young friends, that doors are opening to each of you. Doors of opportunity are opening to each of you that were not open to your mothers and to your fathers. And the great challenge facing you is to be ready to enter these doors as they open. Ralph Waldo Emerson, the great essayist, said in a lecture back in 1871 that if a man can write a better book or preach a better sermon or make a better mousetrap than his neighbor, even if he builds his house in the woods, the world will make a beaten path to his door. That hadn't always been true, but it will become increasingly true. And so I would urge you to study hard, to burn the midnight oil. I would say to you, don't drop out of school. And I understand all of the sociological reasons why we often drop out of school. But I urge you, in spite of your economic plight, in spite of the situation that you are forced to live so often with intolerable conditions, stay in school. And when you discover what you're going to be in life, set out to do it as if God Almighty called you at this particular moment in history to do it. And just don't set out to do a good Negro job, but do a good job that anybody could do. Don't set out to be just a good Negro doctor, a good Negro lawyer, a good Negro school teacher, a good Negro preacher, a good Negro barber, a beautician, a, a good Negro skilled laborer. For if you set out to do that, you have already flunked your matriculation exam for entrance into the University of Integration. Set out to do a good job and do that job so well that the living, the dead, or the unborn couldn't do it any better. your love to be a street sweeper. Sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures. Sweep streets like Beethoven composed music. Sweep streets like Leontine Price sings before the Metro Metropolitan Opera. And sweep streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweep streets so well that all the host of heaven and earth 
will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. If you can't be a pine on the top of the hill, be a scrub in the valley. But be the best little scrub on the side of the rill. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. For it isn't by size that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. to have some noble examples of black men and black women who demonstrated to us that human nature cannot be cataloged. They and their own lives have walked through long and desolate nights of oppression, and yet they've risen up and plunged against cloud-filled nights of affliction new and blazing stars of inspiration. And so from an old slave cabin of Virginia's hills, Booker T. Washington rose up to be one of America's great leaders. He lit a torch in Alabama, and darkness fled in that setting. Yes, you should know this because it's in your own city. From a poverty-stricken area, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Marin Anderson rose up to be the world's greatest contralto so that a Toscanini could say that a voice like this comes only once in a century. And Sibelius of Finland could say, my roof is too low for such a voice from the red hills of Gordon County, Georgia. And the arms of a mother who could neither read nor write, Roland Hayes rose up to be one of the world's great singers and carried his melodious voice into the palaces and mansions of kings and queens from crippling circumstances. There came a George Washington Carver to carve for himself an imperishable niche in the annals of science. There was a star in the diplomatic sky. And then came Ralph Bunce, the grandson of a slave preacher. And he reached up and grabbed it and allowed it to shine in his life with all of its scintillating beauty. There was a star in the athletic sky. And then came Jackie Robinson in his day and Willie Mays in his day with their powerful bats and their calm spirits. Then came Jesse Owens with his fleet and dashing feet. Then came Joe Lewis and Muhammad Ali with their educated fists. All of them came to tell us that we can be somebody and to justify the conviction of the poet, fleecy locks and black complexion cannot forfeit nature's claim. Skin may differ, but affection dwells in black and white the same. And if I were so tall as to reach the pole or to grasp the ocean at a span, I must be measured by my soul. The mind is the standard of the man. And finally,
undoubtedly in your life's blueprint must be a commitment to the eternal principles of beauty, love, and justice. Don't allow anybody to pull you so low as to make you hate them. Don't allow anybody to cause you to lose your self-respect to the point that you do not struggle for justice. However young you are, you have a responsibility to seek to make your nation a better nation in which to live. You have a responsibility to seek to make life better for everybody. And so you must be involved in the struggle for freedom and justice. Now in this struggle for freedom and justice, there are many constructive things that we all can do and that we all must do. And we must not give ourselves to those things which will not solve our problems. You've heard the word nonviolent and you've heard the word violent. I happen to believe in nonviolence. We struggle with this method with young people and adults alike all over the South and we have won some significant victories and we've got to struggle with it all over the North because the problems are as serious in the North as they are in the South. But I believe as we struggle with these problems, we've got to struggle with them with a method that can be militant, but at the same time does not destroy life or property. And so our slogan must not be burn, baby, burn. It must be build, baby, build. Yes, our slogan must be learn, baby, learn, so that we can earn, baby, earn. And with a powerful commitment, I believe that we can transform dark yesterdays of injustice into bright tomorrows of justice and humanity. Let us keep going toward the goal of selfhood, toward the realization of the dream of brotherhood, and toward the realization of the dream of understanding goodwill. Let nobody stop us. I close by quoting once more the man that the young lady quoted, that magnificent black bard who has now passed on, Langston Hughes, one day he wrote a poem entitled Mother to Son. And the mother didn't always have her grammar right, but she uttered words of great symbolic profundity. Well, son, I'll tell you, life for me ain't been no crystal stad. It's had tacks in it, boards torn up, places with no carpet on the floor, bare. 
but all the time. I's been a climbing on and reaching landings and turning corners and sometimes going in the dark where there ain't been no light. So, boy, don't you stop now. Don't you sit down on the steps because you finds this kind of hard. But I'm still going, boy. I'm still climbing. And life for me ain't been no crystal stair. Well, life for none of us has been a crystal stair. But we must keep moving. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl, but by all means, keep moving. All right, uh, that's it. This is the uh, uh, second uh, speech, really the first one I've heard from uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, which I believe is really life-changing so this is going to be the end of this podcast and the next podcast which will start just in just a few minutes i'm going to unpack that a little bit and i'm going to be talking about uh, goal settings and uh what we need to do in order to be more successful in 2022 so see you in just a little while bye thank you for listening to the leadership and success podcast with your host coach bz if you like what you heard Please subscribe to our channels and come back for more wisdom nuggets on how you may develop into a better leader and achieve greater levels of success. Leadership is the most critical skill. The world will always need leaders to lead others, deploy the next disruptive technology, or execute a business strategy. You may as well decide on counting yourself among the 21st century leaders. See you right here next time on the Leadership and Success Podcast with Coach BZ.